What's up, everybody? Welcome to our podcast, Couldn't Make This Up If I Tried. I'm La Chancla. And this is Yessi. We are two first-gen Latinas. Chismeando about mental health and wellness. Keeping it lighthearted while, while keeping, keeping it real. Welcome to this week's Café con las Comadres. We hope you enjoyed last week's introduction. Join us for a fun one this week. Here we go. ¿Cómo estás? I'm good. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah. Um, we're here. We're recording our second uh, Café con las Comadres. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a little late, so it's not necessarily café. Um, I'm drinking a, specifically, this is the only one I'll drink. I'm just kidding. No, it's not. <laughs> it's um, polar seltzer in the grapefruit flavor, because if I have coffee right now, I probably won't be able to sleep. I'm at that age now. Yeah, <laughs> it will be a little bit wired. Um, well, my drink of choice today is my favorite mug. It's like the, I don't want to talk, talk about it. <laughs> and it's just aguita today. But, you know, also like you, I think like if I were to drink coffee right now, it would probably not be uh, the best. That'd probably be like pretty jittery and not be able to sleep. So, but normally what would you have if you could have coffee right now? If I could have coffee, I would have made, I have still like a, I think it's like an Italiano blend or something like that, or a Cafe Cubano or a Mexico from my Nespresso machine with a little bit of oat milk, some miel to sweeten, or I would just have plain old, you know, like a Nescafe. Mm -hmm. Cafe con leche sounds good right now, right? Definitely would be like the best if we were able to have un cafecito con leche, con tu pancito, tus galletitas. Um, so maybe someone out there you? is having their their pancito con, con su leche, you know. Um, we just wanted to talk a little bit about like everything that's been happening. As you know, like El Café con las Comadres are going to be a little bit shorter than our regular episodes. Um, so we wanted to start off with something that both of us have actually been watching. Um, and I actually started watching it because La Chancla was like, hey, one of my friends told me that I should watch this, but I don't know if I should. <laughs> and you did, yeah? Yeah, it was actually, if y'all listened to our episode, Mental Health, it was actually Eddie. Eddie oh. sent me a message and he was like, you should watch this. You'd like it. And I don't know what gave him that impression. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was cool. It was cool. But I think because I don't watch, I love documentaries. I do. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I'm into like serial killers the way other people are. <laughs> So, you mean serial killer documentary? It's not like yes, into serial killers. No, girl, I know people into serial killers. They hear like reading books and studying, which is it is interesting. It is definitely interesting, but I don't know. It's never something that like right. I gravitate toward. Just until recently, because like my friend sent me um, the Morbid podcast. You sent me the Crime Junkies. Oh, yeah. um, and so you know, from there, I kind of started doing a little more. And I, it's just funny. I was in an entanglement once with a woman <laughs> who was like pretty into serial killers. So like he'd talk about them. Ooh. And interestingly enough, this fool reminds me of him. Like the mm. bone structure. Red when flags. I saw the picture, when I saw the picture of Richard Ramirez, my jaw was like, mm. I got like <laughs> chills because I was just like, this person reminds me of someone. And I texted my best friend and she was like, yes. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I just can't shake that thought. But 
Anyway. <laughs> so we're obviously talking about the Night Stalker. And if you haven't watched that, that's available in Netflix right now. And it's like a four episode documentary. I guess you could call it a docuseries. And it's kind of intense. Um, it's definitely not for the week. <laughs> I would say definitely um, if you watch it, don't watch it alone. Uh, or watch it when somebody's home with you because, <laughs> you know, I think our mind tends to play games a little bit too, right? When you get so into like a documentary or a movie where you feel like you're starting to see things or hear things uh, and not in like it, the word, somebody would give you a diagno- diagnosis kind of thing, but more of like, oh my gosh, I'm becoming more aware of my surroundings. So if you haven't watched it, I would definitely recommend it. You know, what's funny is when I, I, I was telling my another friend of mine that this is I like to do polls like yes or no polls or like ask questions and stuff on my Instagram. And I think I feel like this is one that more people participated in. I want to say maybe like 40 people said yes. And then like 12 people ended up saying no. Um, but. I, it, what's interesting to me is that I had a few people reply, like, it wasn't that great. And right, like in my mind, because I'm saying I don't typically gravitate towards serial killer documentaries or serial killer content. Um, I was like, what do you mean it wasn't that great? It's a true, it's like a real life of like, it really happened to me. That is like terrifying enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like if you, if you, watch it and I hope you you do um especially I think for me like what was interesting it was like looking at the psychology of it um just I'm always curious about like how people turn into killers or like you know mass shooters or kind of uh, shooters not shitters <laughs> it sounded like it's in mass shooters shooters <laughs> But hey, maybe have they have digestive problems or something. <laughs> but you know, like it's always to me interesting to kind of like go down like what is it that happened? Where did everything go wrong? Right. Yeah. Um, and I think um I almost wished a little bit that they talked a, a little bit more about that um in the docuseries. Um just kind of like going into it. And I know I think it was like the second to last or the last episode where they did talk about it a little bit. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, his upbringing what sounded like it was a little bit messed up. And maybe they don't know much about his upbringing, actually. Um, right. Hence, maybe why they didn't share so much about um, kind of like where it sh- like shifted for him or uh, where it all went wrong. Um, but, yeah, it definitely was uh, kind of I mean, you think about like how advanced technology is now uh, that, you know, those um the patterns or I guess he didn't really have sort of like a pattern it was like he just picked people I think just for picking them it doesn't sound like he had like uh like a a certain liking or anything like that it just sounded like it was at random but um I forgot where I was going with my thought (laughs) I got too ahead of myself (laughs) I, I did read like in some of the reviews and things that they specifically made this more about like the in the detectives that were going after him and then um but I I thought what you did too because I'm like I didn't hear much about this guy I didn't hear that he had like a particular pattern or anything like that but but um before we started recording I went on it and I like looked I I just typed in Googleisha you know the um Richard Ramirez like mental illness and there aren't like a ton of things on there so um 
what like I found in this, it's a UK essay essays, um, I think article or something like that. That was the only one that had like true information, but they talked a little bit about it in the documentary where they said like he had this cousin, like his dad was abusive. They had he had a cousin who um, was a Vietnam War vet that would show him like graphic images of like violence in Vietnam. And he, that same cousin, I think was the one who killed his wife in front of Richard Ramirez, which is like, whoa, Um, got him into drugs, all sorts of things, because they do describe like those behaviors and those things in the documentary about him. And it, I just saw and read a little piece in this um, essay. It says that the, according to the DSM-5, he would have been diagnosed with like like a, a psychopath, psychopathy. Uh, psych- am I saying that right? I don't know. But um, that's what it says in this essay, which is like, and a conduct disorder, which is what's really interesting because you know how we work with students like I always think that when like I have a a student that they're like oh oppositional defiant and it's just kind of like maybe this isn't the environment for them definitely not justifying anything Richard Ramirez did we've talked about that before I'm like no it's just we I think Yessi and I thought like the same thing like well I want to know more because I honestly hadn't heard about Night Stalker prior to this because like I said not a serial killer binger. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I like, I think my knowledge of like serial killers went as far as like Ted Bundy or like the Golden Gate guy. And those are are, like the Zodiac killer, but those are things, I don't know anything about them. I just know like names. So this was really like wild to me. I had a dream. Did I tell you my dream after it? I don't even, I feel like low key. Yeah. Dumb telling you what it is, but I'm going to tell you. Tell me. I mean, you told me you had a dream, but you didn't tell me what it was about. (laughs) So it was stupid. It was really dumb. Maybe I'm not going to say that, but I felt dumb afterwards because I was like, what the heck? I just remember feeling very scared mm-hmm. in my dream and I didn't understand why. But like I was on a bus, like, but it wasn't like a party bus. It was like a party bus type bus. It wasn't like a school bus, but it was not a party bus. Maybe. I don't know. It was like the bus that they put the real housewives on <laughs> when they go places <laughs> together. But um and, and and I remember somebody on that, it was a big group, don't remember anybody in the group, but they, like, I ended up finding out that Donald Trump, yes, Donald Trump, <laughs> killed Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. Have you been looking up Ashton Kutcher lately? Nothing. Kutcher? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I, huh. It was so confusing. And I just woke up like very confused and just remember feeling really scared during the dream, but for no real reason. I just kind of woke up like, why? <laughs> and then I just, felt I mean, really it, it's waking up from a nightmare that has to do with Donald Trump. It is scary. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> what the F are you doing in my dream? Get out of here. <laughs> All right. but you know, what's interesting. If anybody has Hulu, what I was reading in this essay about like, how his cousin showed him the pictures of like the violent acts. So he was exposed to all this violence from like an early stage. If you have Hulu, there is, I ran into over winter break, the pur- purge, the series. Mm-hmm. So did I tell, I think I told you that I had been watching it. Maybe, yeah. See like that stuff that I know isn't quote unquote real. Like I could, I could watch that all day, all night, go to bed, have no problem. But mm-hmm. if you tell me that this really happened, 
I'm going to have a hard time. I'm going to think about it every time that I like am a home alone. And it's just, it's, it's bad like that. But The Purge, I will watch that. I think I like would stay up to like at least one in the morning watching these episodes because I just had to know what was happening next. So, um, and the, and The Purge, like, I think it's like the second season, not to give away too much, but somebody in that season was conducting a study about how, I guess like the whole purpose of The Purge is so that people, like it lowers crime rates, right? And like mm-hmm. this political party is like doctoring the the actual statistics um, saying that crime is going down because of The Purge. But then there's like, there's a professor in the um, in the series that gets like, sorry spoiler alert that gets like murdered (laughs) because she was doing right she was doing a study that actually counteracted that that showed that people who purged Mm -hmm. actually wanted like in their in their brain like their chemistry and this is the part that like intrigued me about night stalker like having been so exposed to so much Mm -hmm. of that violence like in my mind I connected it back to like that study in the purge which is like there has Mm -hmm. to be some like reality to that where it changes like the your chemical makeup and it makes you want to commit more violence so I was like oh like that to me kind of clicked yeah well and it's like I think for a lot of the serial killers or mass shooters too is like the satisfaction that they get um coming from that right because I mean even in the in the documentary for Night Stalker I, I I don't think that he was like remorseful about like anything that he did and I mean a lot of the times it was like couples that he would kill um he would like rape people and then like kill them uh but yeah it was just you know like it was like interesting just to kind of like see that how how much I mean how many people he actually got I think it was like up to 30 people that he had like murder and that there was some people that survived right um and and it was just crazy. So if you get a chance to watch that, I would highly recommend it. I don't know. I think like what they were talking about too is like he uh, he looked up a lot uh, to Ted Bundy, the people that he sort of like idolized in in some way. I know somebody that you should probably not should be idolizing, but yeah, it was super interesting. It has to be. There has to be a level of narcissism too, mm-hmm. like an arrogance, like that whole. I'm not going to get caught or like thinking about like, like you were saying, you know, idolizing somebody like Ted Bundy, just knowing that you're getting away with all of that. Because I think mm-hmm. I'm not going to get away, uh, give away too much. Cause if you want to be entertained, I think you should check it out. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Eddie for stealing that. Um, my peaceful sleep that night that I watched it <laughs> because I was just like, what the F when I woke up, I'm like, why would a dream about Donald Trump killing Ashton Kutcher, like have that, which is random because I don't watch anything <laughs> that has Ashton Kutcher in it or I don't know. It was wild, but something about him like murdering somebody in my dream made it scary. And I think that that actually had a lot to do with what was about to happen, which was like mm-hmm. the inauguration because mm, it was probably. in this week. It was yeah. in this week that I finished that. So it was a lot of anxiety around it. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think oh, that's yeah. how everybody felt like in the last couple of, of days uh, prior to, um, you know, the inauguration, just people were feeling anxious about like what was going to happen, um, especially after what happened like two weeks ago in the Capitol. Right. So I think I think for everybody, everybody, everybody was sort of like, um, um, like there's a saying in English, but um, 
con los pelos de punta. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like waiting for something bad to happen and then just not really knowing if something was going to happen. Um, well, yeah, inauguration was yesterday. And did you get a chance to watch it? I think you said you you were you did get a chance to watch it, right? Like live. Yeah, it happened during um, when we at work when we have homeroom. But um, my homeroom partner, the teacher that I partner with for homeroom, he's a he's a social studies teacher. So he he played it. We watched it while we were um, in homeroom because he said, "What better way?" He's like, "This is what I do usually in a regular school year." So he did he did the share screen, and we only saw up to right after J Lo. <laughs> <laughs> sorry you'll know why I'm laughing like that <laughs> right after JLo and then I just after we logged out I just um played it in the background for a little bit but mm-hmm. um we, we saw it it was like what did we call it you and I the fashion the fashion <laughs> like, day fashion week of of DC because man everybody brought it everybody's outfits were well not everybody's but mostly everybody. <laughs> Um, it was like the yeah. real the real housewives of uh dc, DC. <laughs> was it laura bush is it laura or my laura bush yeah. um barbara mama. no barbara, barbara is, mom. is mama yeah. yeah barbara's mama laura is um yeah bush bush jr <laughs> bush, <laughs> bush. george got <laughs> sorry y'all <laughs> We're like too excited. One of those, one of the bushes, one of the shrubs, <laughs> and and then um, uh, Michelle Obama. Her outfit feel, was fire, man. Yes. That outfit yeah. is like a power suit. So good. The color was perfect. Gorgeous. Her yeah. hair, everything. Mm-hmm. She showed up to mm-hmm. show out. She showed up and was like, "I'm going to show you all." Yeah, what you're missing. And then Kamala, just in case you miss me. <laughs> yeah, Vice President Kamala Harris. Sorry, I almost just called her Kamala. Vice President Kamala Harris. Her her outfit was really mm-hmm. the color was beautiful too. And I think they all use like what I what I saw because you know the diet Prada account on Instagram. They said it was like uh smaller designers, but I think that they that they were really intentional about who they chose. Um I'm gonna look them up. And I'll put them in the description for you all so you can go yeah, check those out too. That would be awesome. And even the granddaughters, I think, because like I know that he's really close with his granddaughters and um, they all had like really awesome outfits. I think like somebody had posted it on like Instagram, like of all the outfits and it almost like completed the rainbow, <laughs> all the rainbow right. colors. Um, like, oh, yes. Yeah. And I mean, like the coats, I like. The coats were awesome too. I'm usually not like a coat person, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm like, I need to get that coat or at least in that color. Yeah. Uh, the colors. Oh, Amanda Gorman, the young poet. Mm-hmm. Her outfit was really good. Her mask that matched mm-hmm. her diadema. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. Headband. Okay. That's the word. I was like, her diadema. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was really good too. And, and her, her poem. poem have it. Yeah. That was like, yeah, it was a very inspiring poem. I love the delivery um, and I love her story. I know that mm-hmm. um, today during homeroom, we were, got a chance to kind of like kind of see her story. I mean, she's like 22, like so freaking accomplished. Like my homeroom partner and I were like, what were we doing at 22? <laughs> I was in college, uh, probably not doing very much. <laughs> Listen, I was drinking a lot of beer when I was 22 and that's probably all I was doing. I was drinking beers, 
slanging Starbucks coffee, <laughs> trying to figure it out in California. That's what I was doing. Yeah, yeah I definitely was definitely not writing beautiful poetry. Yeah, definitely I was not either. Um, I was in a sorority, probably drinking too at the parties, <laughs> not writing poetry. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. You know, like I'm, I'm happy for her. She like, but yep. her poem was like awesome, and um, she like she had like an interview this morning, and then she was like, yeah, I was like so surprised when I went to check my Instagram. My Instagram was not working because I went from like I don't know how many followers she had, but then she went to like having like like I think like a million fire followers now. And she was yeah. like, whoa, like what happened? Um, and she just yeah. like, I mean, just she has like a lot of charisma and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like it really was just like an amazing thing to watch, like right. her delivery of it. Um, and I think yeah. it really moved a lot of people there, too. So I'm glad our kids got to watch it, too. Mm-hmm. And that that was part of the lessons. That was really yeah. intentional. Shout out to our friends who put our homeroom together. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, thank you, thank you. She'll, she'll know who she is if she listens. <laughs> she'll maybe send us a message and be like, I heard you give me a shout out. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that was cool. Um, I did, I just because I feel like it wouldn't be me if I didn't share this, but I, so I was laughing because I know I'm not the only one. I saw the internet going crazy over two things, two things. One of them being Bernie Sanders, because low-key he stole the show. Yes, he and did. The fire content, all the memes. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. I don't know who's coming up with them, millennials, Gen Z, but I think it's Gen Z. Gen Z is quick with, with those with those mm-hmm. memes. So the Bernie memes and then y'all. Jennifer <laughs> Lopez, like <sighs> I have so many thoughts, but I I just I feel like she did this was it this was the last thing for me was the really was it was the let's get loud I told you see I'm like <laughs> I had to mute myself because I just I I I couldn't I laughed I laughed y'all it was just the natural reaction my body had like I didn't know what else to do I was like she really went there it was like almost a throwback to Super Bowl performance right like let's get loud it was like all right J-Lo <laughs> I saw, I, yeah, I saw a meme that said, like, no one's working harder than J-Lo's manager, you know, like, no, no one wanted to do the Super Bowl, so her manager was like, well, do it, nobody wanted to do, I'm sure, I don't know about the New Year's Eve thing, but she's, she's like, I'll do it, and then, like, the inauguration, they're like, who should we pick, Pitbull or J-Lo, J-Lo? You know, I actually thought, like, maybe Pitbull was gonna pop out somewhere. <laughs> and be like, dale. <laughs> Era lo único que faltaba, honestly. Like, sprinkling oh, a little yeah. more of that. That would have been the best. He just showed up in the background, like walking. <laughs> in his also all-white outfit, his As signature. Tight pants, tight shirt, tight everything. Dale. Bald head. <laughs> Sunglasses. <laughs> Give it to us. Give it to us. Oh, yeah, I do love pit bulls, so I wouldn't have minded. <laughs> But that was funny. So we have a new president, y'all. Mm. A ver que. Uh, yeah. You know, he did do a lot of big things he said he was going to do in this first day that are important. And so mm-hmm. <sighs> here yeah. we are. Yeah. Level six of the Hunger Games. I'm just <laughs> well, that's what it feels like, right? Um, and I think now it's just going to be holding them accountable, right, for all those things that they did promise. Um, I did see that they froze, like, payments for um, 
for student loans, which is great. But now can you just cancel my debt? <laughs> can I send you my, <laughs> my final payment? And then you could just sign off on that and I don't have to pay anything. Yeah, I got a letter. I got a letter for it like not that long ago mm-hmm. <clears throat> about like how they're still freezing the rate and all this stuff. And I'm like, whatever. Y'all do whatever you want anyway. You know, we vote for things that anyway. <laughs> I was like, well, like that's another episode. That. That's another episode. I'm not gonna get not gonna get into that, but <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, yeah. you know, a big weight was lifted mm-hmm. with that terrible, terrible excuse of a human. Like, I don't know. El Don Cheto. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he would go back to Florida because he knows mm-hmm. nobody likes him in New York anymore. Mm-mm. So yeah. So good luck, Florida. But maybe maybe they like him there. I don't know. I was gonna say I was like Florida and Florida no hay COVID y en Florida vive el presidente y toda su flota. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> thoughts thoughts <laughs> and feelings. Tell us tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> what are your feels about the orange man? <laughs> Actually, I feel like Chrissy Teigen said it best. What'd she say? I missed it. She she had a post I think, and she's like, and yes, it's six a.m. But she was just. I'll, I'll read it if you, in case you missed it, just so y'all can see. But oh man, do it says today our great national fuck up is over, but the shame will last forever. With two impeachments, the creation of three million less jobs, four hundred and three thousand dead, a record low approval rating, and God knows how many crimes, we can officially say Donald J. Trump is the greatest at being the fucking worst. Maybe it wasn't <laughs> such a good idea to have the guy with barely enough well done steak with ketchup fueled brain power to power a light bulb who doesn't even know how to close an umbrella run this country history will not be kind to you you absolute psychopath but i never was anyhow oh well said (laughs) she was never nice to him and he was never nice to her back but Mm -hmm. this is how we know well now uh the uh, biden i think he fought he follows her on twitter right because of them they were saying that today that uh that as a joke he started following her because you know like trump had blocked her from uh, twitter and so now um he actually follows her so what a what a great day to be chrissy teigen <laughs> for real for the one percent of you that listen to us in ireland this is what it's like to live in america that's right the one percent <laughs> thank you one percent <laughs> thank you one percent in ireland um we'll see how things go we still have a an uphill battle there's going to be a lot of things that are coming and things are going to be hard. And we just got to remind ourselves that we got to hold our politicians accountable. We know that they're not perfect and we can agree to disagree on some things, but in some others, we just got to keep pushing and hoping for the best. So we're not feeling like we're in the hunger games. <laughs> I'm still Katniss. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you going to take one for the team? <laughs> You know it. <laughs> <laughs> what you, you all heard it here. Don't <laughs> so send when, me. Don't send me. I'm just when kidding. they're looking for somebody, we'll just be like, La Chancla volunteer for all of us. So as tribute. I'm as tribute. tribute. <laughs> Throw me in, whatever. Put me in coach. Put me in coach. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna win this game. What was the other one? Maze Runner. That's another kind of like uh, similar mm-hmm. to uh, Hunger Games, yeah. so so we're not feeling like we're in the in the maze, you know, yeah. trying to survive. 
at least for the next four years. We'll see. Final thoughts and feelings? Uh, it's been it's been a, a good week, you know. Yeah. We're going to do the yeah. best we can and, uh, you know, continue mm-hmm. to feel hopeful in some ways. Not all the time, <laughs> for most of the time. Hope is all we have right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. Oh, but you were telling me you were going to share with yeah. the listeners. You were upset about the the thing that you were watching on Instagram right now. Oh, the versus battle. Okay, so before we recorded, I was so excited that I was going to go listen to Keisha Cole and Ashanti and tell me why we log it. I was like, all right, well, you know, Yessie and I have this date. Like, I'm going to get I'm going to get on the computer. And then Ashanti finally sits her butt in the seat right as we're about to hit record. I was like, <laughs> rude. What's your There's favorite no Ashanti way. song? Jeez, that's a that's a tough question. I feel like I have very many. Um, but I have to say it's probably, uh, what is it called? I don't even know if I know the, the name of the song, but I'm so happy. Oh my gosh. Baby. I was just thinking about that song right now. That's I love that song. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's my favorite one. I, I think it's just like Ashanti always brings me like good, um, like it just always feels good listening to her. Cause it just reminds yeah. me a lot of high school in nostalgia. And like, it's definitely a lot of high school. Cause I think that was like the the time when I was listening to her. I don't remember much about Keisha Cole, but it's definitely, I think I was more listening to Ashanti. So, and she had like a lot of great like collabs with a lot of people too. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Keisha Cole definitely, she has a lot, like all the like heartbreak songs, singing Octune in my car. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm into that. But I always think of like the only one that I think about a lot that like I feel like I have a memory too with like my friends and I is uh, I don't want your man because I got it like that was was it is Missy Elliott am I like is my brain fog just like overtaking my whole because I, I normally I'm like on it and can think about it but that was that's the one that I always remember like Keisha Cole but the heartbreak ones for sure of uh, Keisha Cole and like Ashanti were for mm-hmm. sure like MySpace songs oh my gosh yes oh yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. Shout out to MySpace. <laughs> Back in the day when we were HTMLing our way through high school. When we actually knew how to code, oh, you know, because if you wanted a cool background, you needed to learn how to do that, right? Like get your glittery yeah. backgrounds. Oh, man. We were so good. I don't know what happened, but. As if that was a different type of stress, picking up your top 10. <laughs> Bro, I had one time I had like a top 34 because I'm a Gemini. <laughs> and, you know, things like that happen, but. Terrible. I'm kind of glad the MySpace days are retired. Right. Don't you miss Tom, though? My one and only friend. The one that was always a number one. (laughs) He was the number one on a lot of people's profiles. I feel like he was less problematic than Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. I always get his name wrong. And it's because I listened to the read and they had they always call him Mark Zuckerberger on there because that's what (laughs) Lil Boosie called him. But Mark Zuckerberg, yeah, way less oh, yeah. problematic. Oh yeah, he was Mark definitely Zuckerberg less problematic. Is Tom still? Is, does Tom still own MySpace? Probably not. I don't know. Maybe we'll come to you all with another um, Cafe con las Comadres. Do we know where is he now? The Tom edition. <laughs> we should do like a Throwback Thursday and then just talk about all the things that that we that missed. we forgot, but then we remembered. <laughs> like uh, what was the other one? LimeWire. <laughs> oh yeah, LimeWire photo bucket. 
Ah, do you remember photo books? Yes. Okay, what was the other thing? Aside from LimeWire, it was another one. Napster. Napster? Yeah. I don't think I made... I think I, w- I was still a little younger for Napster. Oh. Like, I didn't make it. <laughs> I didn't get it. I was a few years behind. But I do um, remember hearing Napster. Yeah. The LimeWire was where it was at. If you wanted to download a song, and I think we've talked about it here before, you just have yeah. to take your chances. Is it a song? Is it a virus? Or is it a different song that has not even anything to do with the song that I want? Is it Yeah by Usher? Or is it a virus? <laughs> I don't know. Is it Run It by Chris Brown? Or a virus? <laughs> Take your chance. Take you know? your chance. Oh, man. Those are the good old days. Oh, yeah. I downloaded <laughs> a lot of Duranguense. I'm not even going to front like I wasn't listening to that because I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Duranguense was where it was at, right? Like if you wanted to oh, yeah. to bailar like all. Dun, 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 dun. Well, that's what we were listening to at the Quinceañeras. That's right. Oh, and then also before I forget, Lady Gaga with her Quinceañera dress. <laughs> oh, yes, you did send me that. That, that one was funny a couple of people did I was like I love this I, and I was a big Lady Gaga fan back in the day I still like her today but I was definitely more of a fan like back in her long blonde bang hair days like I miss I miss her but she's cool now we like her we like Lady Gaga <laughs> so there was a lot of good gems a lot of good gems this week um, it was a good one but thank you for going down memory lane with us <laughs> yeah as we're talking and about LimeWire and MySpace and next time you listen to us, we'll probably be celebrating one whole year. Because, yeah, Gosh. we didn't. Well, technically, because you yes. all, I think we talked about this at the beginning. We did mm-hmm. record our very first episode in January, but we didn't release it until March. Um, just because, you know, that's right. but but yeah, because so of we'll COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We forget. It's this is so like normal now that I. Like pre-COVID feels like mm-hmm. 50 years ago for me right now. Right. No, I t- completely agree. But thank mm-hmm. you guys. Thank you for sticking it out with us. And um, hope you guys like this episode of Café con las Comadres. Um, and we will see you all hopefully shortly with a new episode as well. Yay. See you soon. <laughs> I mean, Bye. yeah, you know what I mean. Bye. <laughs>